Hello, I'm Lindsay Kemp, and this is the Women in Leadership UAE podcast. Using life history narratives, this show celebrates women's achievement and the development of women's empowerment in the United Arab Emirates. And this season is supported by a research grant from the Sheikh Saud bin Saka Al Hasmi Foundation for Policy Research. In today's episode, we hear the life history narrative of Gargi Banerjee. Let's hear from her. So let's take you right back to where you began. Um, I was born in Calcutta, which was erstwhile the British capital of India for close to around 150 years before it moved to Delhi as a national capital. I'm a single child of my parents. Early in my life and early in my childhood, uh, I faced a lot of adversity because my mom was not keeping well. Uh, and being a single child, there was no sibling also to look after me. So, and my dad was uh, in office, mom is ho- in hospital. But my parents had a tremendous amount of influence in my mind and over the way I think because uh, facing adversity and emotional crisis as my mom was not keeping well has uh, made me probably a bit more focused and a bit more uh, channelized so that I can I never take things easily though I in my family I was never having any kind of financial crisis but that emotional crisis was always there for me and uh, and there was a pressure of academics. I love academics and uh, also I love sports. So managing academics and sports and where I wanted to become a professional player, a professional badminton player actually, I could not uh, reach the formal classes uh, or formal training uh, due to the adversity of uh, not having my mom around. Right, yeah. Did you have sort of um, extended family around? Yeah, extended families were always there. We do not have a large sibling base. My cousins, they're all single cousins or... So everybody, they are busy in their own life and their parents are also busy and most of them are working. Yeah. Uh, so, and I come from a city which is also the cultural capital of uh, our country. So having, so education is our base, you know, education and culture, mostly singing and uh, a lot of drama, poetry, literature. Always it was, academics was having a huge part or huge role in my overall uh, life because I come from that kind of a culture. So you're saying education had a huge role in your life and that's very important. Can I take you back to your dad? What did your dad do? He was He was a professional. Um, he was a tea inspector and uh, he was a high flyer professional, you know. He was into a company where he used to inspect uh, the tea because my part of the of the country is also having a proximity to tea garden area of India, which is Darjeeling. So, and he used to work for a British company. His job uh, was like quite a demanding job because as he's being an inspector, until unless he passes that, things cannot go. The products cannot move. I haven't got that emotional hand-holding from my parents, apart from the, the structural hand-holding of family values, 
ethics, integrity, and of course the importance of academics. My dad is a uh, is a MA, uh, is a master's in in history and political science. Okay, and did you get those qualifications over yes. in India? Yeah, as and well? it, uh, academics runs in my family, both paternal side and maternal side. And you mentioned about your mum being ill. She never worked outside the home. So thinking about high school, what was your favourite subject? Somehow I got a shocker of my life uh, in class uh, 10, just before my board exam, that I got a uh, uh, moderate score in biology. That was like a, like a turning point in my life. We were always wanted to pursue uh, either being a medical doctor or something or the other, because back then those medical and engineering was only the the core subject and the core aspiration uh, for the for the family you know and uh, then i got a got a tutor that tutor and uh, my renewed focus uh, for that subject has changed the course of my life then i later on i pursued my masters in biology <laughs> so it was like uh, a bad score has uh, created a scenario where the love of the subject of uh, zoology physiology and biology uh, came after I got a bad score and that was like a like a wake-up call. Yeah, isn't that interesting? And I remember you said about being very good at um, badminton, wasn't it? Yeah. You were very interested. What sports were you interested in? I remember my childhood, uh, just after coming back from school, quickly change, take either a cricket bat or a badminton racket be with the boys to play. And what other extra sort of extracurricular activities were you involved in in school? Music, theatre, anything mm. like that? Surprisingly no, mm -hmm. even being a Bengali. So mainly sports then rather always, than... Always, yeah, always. Okay. Sports and then then science. Did you go straight to college from school? Yeah. Yeah. And how was the decision made about which college you were going to or what you were going to study? Great question once again. There was another quick turn or that was like a, uh, like a life-changing turn. I lost my mom uh, during my uh, exam days, my higher secondary exam days. Uh, and being a single child, I'm Hindu. So there is a lot of rituals that we have and it is a two weeks ritual actually. And I was in the middle of my board exam. Today my mom passed away and next day is my ex maths exam and the science, entire science group. I did not, uh, obviously uh, my mind was nowhere there, but my dad was so strong, but uh, my dad was so, so composed in terms of having that decision know that I cannot miss the exam. Next day was the maths exam. I went there. I sat in the exam. I, I got a very bad score in that particular exam. The entire science group, uh, not achieving the first uh, division or a first class, only in that exam because I, I lost my mom. Mm, and it was just by a whisker. Uh, so that was, one of the point which I definitely want to mention and uh, 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 it is a long back uh, story so uh, so and so you go on to college yes yeah. and uh, obviously I go on to the college and uh, my things changed 
uh, because uh, there is a, a competitive exam in our country called uh, joint entrance. I got uh, a ranking uh, to study, to pursue dentistry. I, I took the decision, that decision was my decision, that I can't leave my dad. Uh, I stay back in Calcutta, never pursued the dentistry which was which was pushing me to go and leave uh, my hometown and go to some other place to pursue. Okay, so you stayed living at home, you were in the city. Always in the high, big city, big lights. um. So when you finished your undergraduate degree, did you then go straight on to a graduate degree? I went uh, straight on to the graduate degree and then I pursued a post-graduation in Calcutta itself. Mm completed to that uh, post-graduation in 2000. Right. Uh, so without, what was your first job then? Uh, without knowing that that company is uh, not only a multinational, that is, they are the uh, the market leader in in uh, insulin and uh, Novo Nordisk. You have to be a first-class graduate, then some screening interview. Some 150 young graduates were there uh, as a walk-in. Out of 150, they took took two, and I was one of them. So what was your first job? What was your role with that company? Uh, marketing, sales and marketing executive. Okay. And uh, as I, I was good in uh, in science, so they took me, and um, that, was, that was also quite a history. Eventually, I landed in Bangalore, where I was supposed to land for my post-graduation. <laughs> so my dad was very happy. Oh, okay, great, Bangalore. I started my career in Bangalore, actually. Mm. And then came back to Calcutta, and taken up the, the full-time uh, role with the company, meeting the key opinion leaders, uh, the, the thought leaders of insulin, diabetes, endocrinology primarily. You should also know that why uh, my academics inclination helped me because India was touted during that time as the diabetes capital of the world. And my company was the pioneer, not only in diabetes research, but also in setting up the concept of using insulin for the diabetics. Right, okay. So, yeah, so this was important work. So that I, I set in. that concept up in that part of, of uh, India. So how long were you working for that company? Uh, two and a half years. That was my first job. So you'd moved to another company by this time, yeah, but you were following that, marketing and sales yes, route. Sales and marketing, yeah. primarily business development. Mm. Uh, value-based business development. My business development was more on concept selling. managing only the key opinion leaders. Then I moved to Johnson & Johnson Medicals uh, as a territory manager, setting up the concept, doing a lot of educational program for the nurses, for the pharmacists. Yeah, so your professional development was going on a steep curve upwards. That's great. And we've talked a bit about your professional life. What was going on for you personally during your, is it 20s now? Yes, my dad retired uh, by 2006. And by then I was around 27, 28. And uh, as I told you, I come from a family and that part of this country where we are not been told to get married by 20 or 21. No, that is not in, at least in my, my family culture or the tradition. Thankfully, I was lucky that those inputs were not that high on me. Uh, then I eventually uh, got married uh, to my husband. Uh, we had met in a in a common gathering in uh, Johnson and Johnson, yes. 
and uh, we knew each other for uh, from 2005 or 2004 onwards this guy is a critical support in my life and my career because uh, he knew that i'm extremely ambitious and he is also a single child of of a traditional family uh, not as progressive as we are but he he changed uh, his mind and his parents mind and moved next to my uh, house only within 2 km radius so that i can manage my my dad that was that was a defining moment so do you have children now uh, yeah 2009 my daughter is born once again having the same tradition single child so yes now she is uh, uh, 12 years old she is pursuing professional badminton which i could not pursue isn't that interesting yeah um i'm thinking about going back to your career um we're now sort of looking at your 30 so what was going i was very on? happy uh, in in a sales and marketing career but that was not sustainable not sustainable after you get married because there were two bugs actually bugging me during that time one is definitely professional uh, marketing or management degree because that was something which was pending and of course shifting my career from a marketing to a to a training or a learning and development role uh, around 2006 uh, 5 6 i was seriously contemplating uh, actually to change the course of my career and uh, by god's grace or probably uh, built and supported by a strong valued parents i have uh, extreme strong focus also i know what i want to go mm-hmm. yeah so by 2005 i have almost decided that i will shift my career trajectory uh, from a front ending sales or front ending marketing and business development concept development role to a more of a learning and development role and i want to complete my mba somehow or the other so i took that very nice calculated career decision and started working with marketing in johnson and johnson very very strongly along with that you have a marketing person who will be setting up the marketing strategies and implement those strategies in that part of india which is eastern india then i was backed by a uh, strong track record of achievements and all this company was very happy to give me that opportunity but i was clear because that opportunity will give me a practice forum to actually talk to people uh, talk to the nurses talk to the phys- uh, talk to the pharmacists talk to the junior doctors because eventually i want to go to a learning and development career mm. i was clear so you saw a gap um they gave you the opportunity yes. and you went in the direction yes. that you yes. thought was needed because i was pretty sure that this is the next step that where i will go so what was the next company you went 2006 august i got married to swarnadeep uh, banerji uh, 2006 september i joined amway india how did you get to the uae i will tell you that's that's quite a story and uh, everywhere i've been hand picked you know Uh, without knowing much about things so even i i went to amway 28 years of age leading a team of 20 22 people all of them are elder than me um lady and uh, high flyer uh, 
the most of the trainers are male i was also trans transitioning from business development to learning and development and amway was also transitioning during that time from a company which talks about concepts and philosophy to a company which runs the business okay. through product knowledge mm. and being a master of science so it was very easy for me to to talk about amway's products because those are science based products mostly the nutraceuticals so i stayed in amway for close to around 7 years leading the learning and development and talent part uh, of eastern india managing a large territory and managing a territory and people of around 22 trainers heading the entire training and development function and uh, two times employee of the year in amway by 2009 uh, my daughter was born company was extremely supportive my my business leader still uh, he's uh, a part of my influencers circle you know and also i completed my mba in 2009 10 the support system was there my husband's support is there mm -hmm. i could afford always uh, a support staff around uh, my life my mom in law was uh, she took some time to understand uh, uh, what kind of work i do but eventually it was also settled so i i had a peaceful family life my dad is always this the last stronghold you know and he is a guy who has been in leadership position so he still manages me and times. so what happened then to get you to the uae yeah. i decided that there is too much of good things happening around me i need change i cannot be complacent i wanted to leave calcutta it was an uproar around my family how you can decide to leave your beloved city but there is a twist in this particular journey but yes i always loved delhi more than calcutta only because of the fact that delhi has that buzz that professionalism that agility that speed and that that energy that i need mm -hmm. to pursue my career and my life i really cannot have a good complacent life that is not me what to do mm -hmm. somehow i made that my dad was always supporting because as i told you he he had a good career so he understands from where i am coming my husband is a true blue bengali good guy very sweet fellow it took some time also for for him but we eventually decided to move on and that decision in my mind has came by 2012 okay. after i got nominated twice the second time as the employee of the year everything has been achieved yeah. highest growing region uh, best uh, training head employee of the year and i was pushing amway hr to put me in head office amway hr was like taking their own sweet time but sorry i don't have time my my boss was so good to me though he was a demanding boss and i was telling him that uh, i i really want to have a national role now then racket happened in the top 3 fmcg companies of the world top 2 in india Rekit handpicked me uh, giving me the national capability building manager uh, role managing the four regions entire country 
large uh, sales and non-sales employee base responsible for competency building and too many good different kind of HR work and that was also a very strong message that I actually wanted to give to myself that yes if you want you can take take charge of your career and the way you 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 look at things so do you just want to finish off by telling us how you made the decision to get to the UAE yeah. so uh, Rekit I, I was there uh, for two and a half years uh, it was a conscious decision to actually move to Cadilla Pharma uh, there were some more offers with me but I decided to move to Cadilla Pharma because East North West was pending, so I wanted to go to West, west Western part of India, which is in Ahmedabad. Stayed there for three, close to four years. Mm -hmm. Julfar was after me from 2018. Oh, I see. So they sort of headhunted you, yes. did they? Then in 2018 end, they told me that this is the role that is coming, which is a role, new role created uh, as per a McKinsey study that they need to start the strategic HR. We want to build the company and uh, this role came up as heading the organization development and talent management. And that's how you ended in the UAE. Yes. And thank you very much for that really interesting background of how you got from where you started to being here. Thank you, Gargi. Great. Today's episode was produced and recorded by Sabah Haag. If you like this episode, visit us at www.wilua.com. Again, that is www.wilua.com. And follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, and subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcast. The Women in Leadership UAE podcast is produced by the team of researchers from the American University of Ras al-Khaimah and the American University of Sharjah. And that team includes Dr. Sabah Haag, Assistant Professor in Mass Comms, Dr. Mohammed Abeka, Department Chair in Management at the American University of Ras al-Khaimah, and Professor Narita Ahmed, who's Professor of Marketing and Information Systems at AUS. And myself, Professor Lindsay Kemp, Professor of Management and the Graduate Program Director of the School of Business at the American University of Ras al-Khaimah. That's all for today. We'll look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thank you.